Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Mill Spec Believer podcast. We are on episode 11. I'm Ryan McCary. It's crazy, we've hit episode 11, you know, been putting these out every week. And, uh, you know, like I've already been super encouraged uh, since starting this podcast. So just kind of wanted to shout out up front. Just, I've been really encouraged by some of you guys reaching out to me um, and just saying what an encouragement the podcast has been. And so, you know, like I love you guys and uh, I love your hearts and hopefully we can continue to be an encouragement to one another to be lights in our squadron, at our jobs, uh, around our families, whatever, you know. So I'm going to keep putting content out. So if you guys have anything you want to hear about specifically, any brain busters for me, then uh, I definitely would love to dedicate a podcast to that. So hit me up either way on Instagram, at MillSpecBeliever on Facebook or Instagram. So sweet. Let's get into it. Uh, Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, probably everyone's least favorite event at Selection, the schoolhouse, wherever any training for any type of uh, specialized position in the military, you know, like any Army Ranger, um, Green Beret, anything on the Air Force side of things, you know, like it's going to involve land nav uh, for a minute at least, you know. And so if you haven't done it, just to kind of give you a basic understanding of what's happening, uh, land nav or land navigation is where you're at point A, you have a map and a compass, and your instructors give you point B. You know, they give you a grid for where you need to go. And it's your job to walk from point A to point B. And when you show up at point B, you find a little placard or, you know, like a little sign um, at your endpoint. So you know you made it to your endpoint. You know, it's not like some huge building, like we're talking like a tiny sign in the woods. Um, so. Anyways, it's your job to take the two locations, find out what direction you're supposed to walk and how far it is and et cetera, you know, so you can make it from point A to point B. It's pretty simple. Uh, It's a very simple task, but a very hard and uh, not enjoyable time depending on the environment. And so when I went through the schoolhouse, we were at Camp Bullis and I was in Texas and like the terrain sucked and everyone has their stories wherever they've done it you know it sucks wherever you do it bottom line whether you're in a more swampy area or a more um you know wooded area whatever it sucks and so uh, there's kind of like a a crash course that you get whenever you're at the schoolhouse or wherever you are you know you're probably going to get lost in the woods but they give you a little crash course to try to give you the best chance that that you can to make it to your point and generally these events are are go no go you know like if you don't make it to your point you're not going to move forward in the training and so there's like a lot of pressure on that and especially uh, for us at the TACP schoolhouse, when we started getting into our land navigation lanes, we were, you know, a few days into one of our field events. And so we were out in the field for a week and we're a few days in, we're tired. Um, and like most of what you do at the schoolhouse, you know, is very team oriented. You're all together, you push through whatever physical event it is, but 
man, when you, when you get to land nav, it, it's you alone and afraid, and it's just on you, fully on you, whether or not you make it from point A to point B. And that crash course they give you is pretty helpful. Like you definitely got to um, take notes and uh, apply what they tell you. Otherwise, you will for sure get lost in the woods. Um, and so like one of the, the first things that you do is you get a pace count. So uh, generally when you're land navving, you're, you're taking your land navigation lane 100 meters at a time. And so you basically figure out with your length of legs and you know everyone has a different pace count so how many steps does it take to hit 100 meters um, and I'm not going to go through this whole land nav course for you guys I'm just giving you an idea um, so basically if I walk 100 meters it takes me like 60 70 steps then I know when I'm in the woods every 60 to 70 steps I take it's 100 meters that I've gone and so you apply that to your map and can kind of keep track of how close am I to my endpoint. Um, yeah, the other side of things would be boundaries, backstops, right? So if I know at like a thousand meters into my movement, I'm going to pass a, a mountain or I'm going to pass a river, you know, whatever, you take note of those things, those features on the map so that you can kind of stay focused and not, uh, not lose track of where you actually are um, and kind of just the the biggest thing that gets people is it just sucks it's hard um, you find yourself in very very thick brush and thorns or or very wet um, just because like I said it's point A to point B the instructors are teaching you how to walk a straight line from point A to point B uh, you definitely can do certain things to make it around geographical features like a pond or whatever, but like when you're at the schoolhouse, generally you're just going point A to point B straight line, no matter what that is, whether it's a mountain, a lake, whatever, you're just straight lining through it. So there's some hard things to push through with that, that definitely like you find yourself screaming while you're in the woods trying to mentally push through some of the pain that you're facing. Uh, it's very frustrating, but it's just something that you can look back on and, you know, it's a rite of passage kind of thing. And if you make it to your point, then, you know, you, you move on and you've passed that portion of your selection or schoolhouse and, there's like a little bit of real world application to it, you know, like if you're trying to navigate from point A to point B, like obviously you're probably not just going to be trying to find some little placard in the woods. You're going to be finding a village or, or something else. So there's definitely some real world application to it, but man, when you're going through it, like it just sucks. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like the down and dirty, right. Of, of land nav, like you, get a pace count, you have your boundaries and backstops and you push through like, and pray. The last thing would be pray. You don't hit a hole. Cause man, especially at night when you're, uh, when you're moving and you can't see anything, it's not like you have NBGs or anything you can't see. And so you're just kind of blindly walking, staring at your light on your compass. So, you know, you're going the right direction, but you have no idea what is underneath your feet and there's just 
a lot of times when, man, you just eat crap and you just got to recover, get back up and like get your orientation and, and keep going. Cause dude, there's so many holes wherever you land now, there's going to be holes or, or limbs that you trip on or whatever, you know? So it's quite the rite of passage. Um, when I was at selection, uh, we had this night movement and I'll never forget this. We we went off the path that we were on, kind of in the woods. We went off the path because we came across a uh, a dummy, you know, like a little body that we had to start carrying, and some ammo crates and some other stuff. And me and this uh, dude are going to pick up this crate, and it has two handles. It's really heavy, so we each take a handle. And I'll never forget we pick this handle up and as we're trying to get back to the path there's a huge tree in between us and the path so you know obviously you either go left or you go right and dude we went right I like kind of tugged us right and he was trying to go left he ended up coming with me to my end you know like he kind of gave in to going right around the tree hits this huge hole just completely eats it uh, gets up and quits and I'll never forget that. I felt kind of bad, you know, for a while. I was like, geez, like I led that dude to his like doom in, in the TACP officer selection. But, you know, like if you're, if you're going to fall down and that's going to be enough to make you quit, then you were going to quit anyways, whatever. But just kind of an example, like you will hit holes. <laughs> it is going to happen. They are everywhere. So that's land nav in a nutshell lots and lots of personal stories that I could tell about my experiences doing land nav at the schoolhouse and uh, things I messed up on or or things that dude I could have sworn I was not going to make my point you know just different things but not trying to delve on that too long you know I kind of want to tie this into our Christian walk and and everything since that's the point of this podcast but if you want those other stories, hit me up offline, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of our own stories to tell each other. So, what's the what's the parallel to the Christian walk here? So, land nav, right? It's a point A to point B, so it's very goal-oriented. You have one goal, and it's to make it to the end of the journey, right? Like, And that's that's the Christian walk. We, we, are, we are here. And our main goal is to bring glory to God. Uh, but it is quite the race. Life is quite the, the race that you have to run. And, and there's just a lot of heartache along the way. There's a, a lot of uh, hard things. And, and we have a, one goal, and that's to make it to the end of it. And then we get to be in glory forever with God the Father and His Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the parallel is it's goal oriented and the Christian walk is obviously like life in general is is goal oriented. So like I said earlier, what's the first thing they teach you? It's to get a pace count, right? Like how far how far is your pace count for a hundred meters? Right? Like how many steps does it take to walk a hundred meters? And and the biggest thing I take away from that is you have to set measurable goals. And hold yourself accountable to it. When you're land naving, like you're counting to 70, if that's your pace count, you're counting to 70 steps. 
so many times because every time you do it, it, it equals 100 meters, you know? And so if you have some 3,000 meter movement, I'm counting to 70 steps 30 times in order to make it, you know, some quick math there for you. But point is you're accomplishing a few steps at a time, right? And I think that's huge. Just I think you can listen to any public speakers who are talking about achieving your goals, and that's a huge thing is to set measurable goals and develop habits and, and you know, like accomplish small things, not just trying to win the biggest thing ever and only looking to that, like set small goals so you can do the big stuff. Um, and that applies to the Christian walk too. Obviously, we have different goals and different end states from um, what other people are trying to accomplish. But, man, it, it's the same. Like, set measurable goals. Um, because the truth is, like, when you take even a few seconds off of focusing on your pace count, you know, like, we've, we've had dudes who are trying to keep their pace count and they lose it so fast. I've lost it, you know. Like, if you you take your brain off of focusing on that. Like it's so easy to get distracted and it's the same in life. Like we take a few days off of focusing on our goals, whether it's healthy living or, um, something Christian oriented, like, dude, it's so hard to get back on track with that. Um, and we're foolish to think it's not like that. So the second thing, uh, boundaries and backstops. I'm not going to go too deep into this. Um, but, man, like what are your left and right limits as a Christian? What's your line in the sand? Like what are the things you're not willing to do? And what are the things you are willing to do? You know, I think obviously the first reference we need to make is to scripture. Like we got to look to scripture. We got to look to what God has called you to as a Christian. And like, obviously we're going to all fail at that. We're all going to sin. We're all going to mess up. But like we still need to know what those limits are and obviously when we cross those like we're repenting we're we're returning to God and and asking for his forgiveness and and sprinting away from those things you know and we're going to continually mess up like i said but what are those limits i th- i think it's it's foolish to have a goal and not set boundaries up you know so you can know exactly what you need to do to accomplish those goals um And I think especially like we were talking about last episode, uh, we were talking about worldliness and that creeping in and keeping you in your comfort zone. Like this applies to this too. Like if your goal is Christ-centered, man, like it is so easy to get wrapped up in the ways of the world and to, you know, cross those boundaries and, and not keep your focus on what Christ is calling you to. So... Uh, we talked about the pace count, the boundaries, um, and like the, the biggest part of land nav is just pushing through the hard things, right? Like brush, holes, uh, thorns, bodies of water, whatever. Like there's lots of hard things to push through. Um, and like you got to know this stuff's going to happen up front. Before you go on the land nav, like you know it's going to suck. You know those things are going to happen. And you got to know it's going to happen in life too and in the Christian walk. We face so many things when seeking to honor God in our life. Like the very attempt for us to do something in the name of Christ paints a target on our back for Satan to trip us up. 
Um, I had a friend and he asked me to pray for him. He's like, Hey man, I'm starting this new ministry and like, please pray because anytime I start something like this, my marriage just seems to hit a rough patch. And you know, that was really vulnerable him to say that, but man, there's so much truth in that. Like anytime we try to do anything for the Lord, like Satan is right there to distract you and try and make you stumble. And I think as a Christian, you've got to be prepared for that because it's definitely, definitely going to happen. Um, we talk about holes in land nav, and it's really funny because there's a lot of times when I was at the schoolhouse in the dark, walking in the dark, and I was just like praying like, God, please just don't let me hit a hole, <laughs> you know, because like I truly believe in the sovereignty of God, like he is in control of all things. And I, I think he cares about details. I don't, I don't think he's a God who just watches us and, and sees what we're going to do. Like, like, I definitely think he's in control. And so it's just funny, you know, like the ultimate act of trusting him was walking through the woods in the middle of the dark and praying you're not going to hit a hole. Um, but when we do hit those holes, you know, like I think that's that's when we tend to stray away from the right direction. Like, when we hit the holes, like we got to get back up and keep pressing. Um, like don't wave your finger at God and spite him as you hit a hole. Like you're hitting a hole and, and God is sovereign. Like ask yourself what he's teaching you through that. Like all things are predestined for his purposes and for his glory. And like we shouldn't be anxious about holes. <laughs> we shouldn't be anxious about falling. Uh, because like we can look to God and trust him that he's going to protect us. But then also we can look to him and trust him that, dude, if I do hit a hole, like God has a plan for this and he's leading me through something ultimately to bring me closer to him. Uh, like let's look to Matthew six twenty five through 30. This is a great verse that I consistently try to preach to myself and uh, remember uh, just as I go through anything tough. Um, let me read this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not a more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Again, that's Matthew 6, 25 through 30, and that's Jesus uh, during the Sermon on the Mount. And man, like there's so much to take away from that. Like God provides all things and and he loves us and he protects us, but he, he cares about us and he will provide for us. Um, I think sometimes we can get wrapped into um, what we think we want and not really look into what God's will is for our life. And so we can look at this wrong and, and read it as, okay, God's going to provide what we want. But it's like, no, like God's going to provide what we need. And 
and God's always um, chipping away at us, chipping away at our, our sin and sanctifying us and trying to bring us closer to him. So we need to be looking to him to do that and be aware of that, dude, we're going to hit holes. Like we are not in glory. We are not in heaven. Like the goal of this life is not comfort. The goal of this life is not to make a lot of money and to do all these things. Even being successful at your job, like that's not the goal in this life. The goal in this life is to pursue Christ, pursue God. And we need to point our hearts to that. Maybe you're, you're land, land nabbing through life right now and, and you're pursuing a goal. Like, what is that goal? Is it Christ-centered? Is it in the name of God? Like, what are you even doing with your time? And I'm not trying to come across hostile, but like, this is a question I got to ask myself too. Is like, what am I devoting my time to? Is, is, am I land nabbing somewhere that isn't for the Lord? Is it for myself? And you're the only one who can answer that question, you know? I don't know your heart, but I hope this episode was somewhat encouraging to you guys just as you're going through your day, your week, whatever, that, like, definitely be goal-oriented. Definitely, like, pursue something in the name of the Lord, but, like, be aware that you will face obstacles and and be prepared for those so like when they happen you're not thrown off and you're as prepared as you could be um hopefully this is encouraging i hope you guys have a good week uh if you guys have anything specific on this maybe you want to share or hit me up you know like instagram facebook definitely want to encourage each other because this is something that i do not have figured out yet either you know it's easy to sit here on a podcast and talk about it but man, it is so hard to like actually live this out. So let me encourage you guys. Hopefully you can encourage me too. And hope you have a good week. I will see you guys next week.